everybody. Welcome to the OETA Movie Club podcast. My name is Jeff Mareva. I am the director of the show, and I'm here with our host, Mr. Robert Burt. How are you doing, Jeff? I'm doing pretty good today. Yeah? Not too bad It's at a good all. day for a movie. It's a great day. It's always a good day for a movie. <laughs> it's a good day to sit down and kick back. Yeah. Make some popcorn. Popcorn. Get it, a drink. I, I, we really need popcorn for that? Oh, yeah, always. <laughs> always need popcorn. Right. Yeah. Um, and we have some good popcorn this week. We did. We finally got our new popcorn oil in. <laughs> so, not to go off on too much of a tangent, uh-huh. but, you know, I always heard that the movie theaters use coconut oil. Yeah. And so we bought coconut oil. Mm-hmm. It wasn't good. <laughs> it wasn't good. We had to use it because we bought it. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> but now we're back to the good old heart-clogging Artery clogging. What is it? it? I don't know. It's just called popcorn oil. It's, oh, huh. it's good. Well, it's it's, it's the real good. stuff. It, 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 it smells. It tastes just like it's at the movies. It is. The, it's, it's the good. It popcorn. must be the same stuff at the theaters. It is. Yeah. It's it's and the it's good the stuff. right color and everything. I know. So this week um, we come to you each Saturday night at nine o'clock with uh, classic movies and. This one's a classic. I say classic movies. There's more and more new ones. Yeah. Um, as well, we get, as we go along, a lot more. You know, new. it's 2023, right? I know. And you know, modern day classics. I know. I mean, it's hard to believe that Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure is a classic. It uh, is. But, hey, it's it qualifies time wise, I suppose. <laughs> it's the greatest classic ever. <laughs> it's um, like this this generation's <laughs> Casablanca, right? right. Um, so anyway, so we come to you each week, we talk about these upcoming movies, and we go a little bit more in depth on them, and uh, this week we've got a great one called The Lavender Hill Mob. Yeah. British film from 1951. Alec Guinness. Um, it's not a very long movie, it's only about 80 minutes, um, so uh, strap in. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, After seeing uh, Killers of the Flower Moon, three, oh, and, a half three hours, and a half hours, right? Yeah. So uh, very good. A, a Three and a half hours sounds though. really good. Yeah, um, yeah. So this is a great movie. Um, Alec Guinness. Why don't you set it up for everybody? Um, so uh, Alec Guinness is uh, well, he's a, a meek, uh, uh, te- you know, a guy that works at a bank, and you know, it's like a fantasy. He thinks, you know, how would I rob the bank? And they, they come up with a very original plan of how to steal a lot of gold um, using, uh, basically melting them down and, and um, uh, turning them into little, like, uh, souvenir Eiffel Towers. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I mean, that's basically, and, and, he, and a neighbor of his, an eccentric neighbor, um, uh, uh, helps him do it. Yeah. Um, and hilarity ensues. <laughs> um, so Ealing Studios, when they were planning this movie, they asked the Bank of England to devise a way <laughs> in which millions of pounds of gold could be stolen from their bank. And, you know, I'm sitting here thinking you'd be laughed out of the room, right? right? But no, they actually they, could, they put together a special committee... <laughs> Um, the with, bank. The bank put together a special committee created to come up with an idea, and their plan is actually the one used in this movie. Here's how to rob us. Here's how to rob us. <laughs> and, and we're going to make a movie to show you, <laughs> right. you know. You know for yeah. those of you who don't like to read, uh, we'll make a movie so you can see how exactly. to rob us. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um, I love it. Um, we were talking about, speaking of money, 
um, Sir Alec Guinness was only paid 6,000 pounds for this movie. Yeah. His normal fee in 1951 was 25,000 pounds. Nice. So, if you can get, good so, work if you can so get it. I don't know. It was only paid 6,000. Uh, my regular fee is 25,000 pounds. Yeah, but I'll take six for this because it's funny. As long as it's in gold and melted into uh, Eiffel Tower. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Pure gold, Eiffel Tower. <laughs> now, they were, okay, They you know, there's a scene shot of the real Eiffel Tower where yeah. Alec Guinness and uh, the uh, other great actor... Stanley Holloway. Yeah, uh, at, almost fell off right. the Eiffel Tower. Yeah. But then it doesn't say It doesn't tell you how. There. Yeah. Right, or, it just, it's like this mystery. They say, uh-huh. oh, they almost fell off. Like, it's real big news. Yeah. Actors almost fall off the Eiffel Tower. Were they daring each other how? to walk on the... Were they on in the... a fight? Were they, yeah. like, screaming at each other, pushing each other, like... Probably not. He says, "I dare you to walk on the on the on the <laughs> handrail." <laughs> and he says, "Oh, well, bloody good! I'll get on there." And it, yeah, almost fell off. Yeah, but yeah, it doesn't tell you how. Huh? It's a mystery. Well, we just have um, to make up something then. We'll just make up. I, I think. I think they almost pushed each other off. I think. <laughs> I think they were angry at each other. It was a drinking. It was game. a drinking game. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah. Um, I think it's interesting to note that when you look at the background of this movie, when you're watching this movie and you look at the background, it's 1951, 10 years after the Blitz of World yeah. War II, yeah. and they're still rebuilding. Mm-hmm. It's still being rebuilt. So much was destroyed. So much was destroyed, and things weren't built at the speed that they are now. Yeah. Now you, I mean, literally, I'll drive by a open field, and then I'll drive by it the next day, and there's a building there. <laughs> and I'm like, did I miss something? But they like, were building differently back then. They were. Know? They were building a little bit better. Yeah. A little bit better. <laughs> meant to last Sturdier. a little bit more. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, 1951, 10 years after the Blitz, still being rebuilt. Mm, mm, um, mm. Just crazy to think about. Yeah. But you could see it in the film. You can see film. it in the film, I mean, it's yeah. It's part of the background. Part of the background, yeah. But, yeah. Now, uh Audrey Hepburn is in yes, this film. This is her film debut. Uh-huh. Um, and she was actually considered for a much larger role. Right. Alec um, Guinness, have, I guess, had taken uh, a liking to her yeah, work. Some and, of her stage work. Yeah. yeah. And he wanted her for a bigger role, but she didn't. She actually was still working on the stage. Yeah. She, her stage work was what yeah inhibited her from committing all the time. And, and so he finally... I guess talked her and Ealing Studios into giving her a bit part uh-huh. and in this movie. And this is, yeah, this is her film debut. This is also um, the film debut uh, Robert for, for Robert Shaw. Yeah. Now we of were joking. Jaws jo- fame. And, yeah, yeah. Yeah. We were joking, though, that like 90% of his performance got edited out at yeah. the last minute. Uh-huh. So it's so a very really bit part. You have to look yeah. for him. He's, yeah. in, uh, he's in the uh, criminology lab. And, uh, uh, but you know, he's clearly visible. Yeah. It's just, uh, most of his scene ended up on the cutting room floor. Yeah. Which they didn't keep his career, uh, didn't hold him back no, any. No, And Hepburn had, a, of course, a phenomenal career. After oh, this. of course. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but just kind of a small role in this, but, uh, yeah, he, he, Sir Alec Guinness was impressed with Audrey Hepburn and arranged for her to appear in the movie. Of course. And, well, uh, why wouldn't you be? Oh right? yeah, she's Audrey Hepburn, and uh, so yeah, Ealing Studios approved Hollywood it. And, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so uh, we have her on our set as a little pop. Uh huh. Uh huh. Um, but uh, anyway, um, 
I think one of the things that I liked the best was that the screenwriter of this, he's, his name is T.E.B. Clark. Uh-huh. T.E.B. 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 Clark. Um, he uh, he has said to he was committed to writing a drama for a sequel that he was working that he had worked on right and uh, the blue light the blue and just uh-huh. and told them no I want to go write this comedy mm-hmm. and said that he had so much more fun writing this comedy than doing any of the sequel stuff that well he of had. course so, in drama or comedy comedy yeah. is always gonna be, it's going to be harder to write but it's uh, it's more fun yeah. Sure. Yeah, the drama, the Blue Lamp from 1950. Uh-huh. I'd never, oh, I I'd never heard one. of it. Yeah, I've never heard of that movie. But um, yeah, 1950 was a bit before my time. But a bit before yeah. my time. But I'm into classic movies, so yeah. you would have thought I would have maybe have heard of it at some point. You're but into no. cla- classic movies. I am. Me too. A little bit. Just a little <laughs> bit. Just a little bit. Uh-huh. Um, but uh, um, yeah, I, you know. Another cool thing about this movie is Stanley Holloway. Stanley Holloway. Oh, I love him. Uh, plays Pendlebury. Mm-hmm. Pendlebury, and um, he uh, he he would go on. What was it like? Ten years after this, what was it? Not Where, that long. Really. Thirteen years. Thirteen years after this. To film, work with. Uh, uh, to go on and as Audrey Hepburn's father in My Fair Lady. So they worked again. So they worked together on again. A much you know more uh, robust roles. Right. right. Uh, oh yeah, both of their right. roles were much bigger. Yeah. And, in My Fair Lady. Uh, he's but. great in that as her father, you know, the, the real Cockney accent, you know, I'm getting married in the morning. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. He's so good. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. What, what happened to the character actor? We don't seem to have a bunch of those great um, faces anymore. No, we have a few, but I can't really place any right now off the top of my head. I mean, back then, uh, just English uh so Stanley Holloway, uh, Arthur Treacher, uh, 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 Sebastian Cabot. You know, he had these wonderful, great character actors. Yeah. And, um, you know, and we had many, many in the American film as well. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. It seems and I, like remember s- I remember several, you know, in the, the pe- people that you would consider more character actors and, like, in recent years, you know, like, I don't know, Philip Seymour Hoffman and uh-huh. people like that that eventually would go on to go toward more towards a leading man role, uh-huh. um, you know, but they started off kind of as these character actors. and Jack Black, maybe. Jack oh, Black, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, and we're going to have Jack Black next year. Oh, um, that's right. School of Rock? We've got School of Rock coming to next year. We just got our next year's movie schedule. We're pretty excited about it. It's, yes. a, it's a pretty good schedule. Yeah. Um, it's got a lot of newer movies. It does uh-huh. have a lot of newer movies, more than I was expecting. Right. But they're good newer movies. Yeah. And School of Rock, if you haven't seen it, is a silly, fun, <laughs> good time. And we're, yeah, it's just exciting to, to look at that list of of films and, you know, to be real, you know, to see so many good titles on there. Yeah. Um, you know, there's a lot of other kind of smaller names, but still well-known actors uh-huh. um, in this movie who kind of have their film debut, and they're uncredited. Um, uh, like? Well, there was the actor who's in the foreign currency booth, also appears in the police lineup. He isn't listed in the cast. Right. No name. Huh. No name given. He's got two roles. He's got two roles in the same movie. He's not credited. You don't even credit him. Um, <laughs> Alana Boyce. Jacqueline Curtis. Oh, he's good. Ja- I mean, She's like good. like I said, people that you'd have to look them up, you uh-huh. know, but, but you recognize their faces <laughs> oh, from the old yeah. British films. Uh-huh. I recognize their faces. Uh-huh. Um, but again, film debut, 
and either some of them are not credited and some of them are credited as very small roles uh-huh. um but uh but no this movie is very funny it was actually um Listed as one of the 1,001 movies you must see before you die. And um, it got 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. Rotten Tomatoes, it did. Yeah. yeah. Um, I thought one of the funny little trivia nuggets um, about this movie was that there was a Canadian rock band um, oh, yeah. in the 1970s who took this film's name. The Lavender Hill the Mob. The Lavender Hill Mob, uh-huh. which is a good band name, sure, actually. Sure, it is. <laughs> and... Um, but uh, their debut album, however, instead of doing it in Lavender Hill, England, which is actually a real place uh-huh. in London, um, in yeah, London like a suburb, um, they uh, they did it in Montreal, Quebec, and uh, <laughs> oh, well. wore purple gloves and lavender lipstick, and you know it was kind of 1970s. They sound a, they sound a little maybe goth or you know a little yeah. something like that but hey, canada's still part of the commonwealth oh i know that's true that is true <laughs> that is true but yeah it's actually a real place in the south side of london uh, mm-hmm. known for eateries and shopping and and uh just all kinds of I have stuff not been there yet i have not been there either i've never been to london i would love oh boy love that be fun to go to london we could do it uh do the show remote Right, exactly. I'll turn in the the request to the boss. Here's my travel fund for this year. London, what do you have? Well, we thought it'd be really cool to do some on-location podcast. We have some British films next year, right? uh, So, um, yeah. So can you approve that, please? Um, I'll get looked at like I'm insane. Um, Let's talk about the Great Train Robbery. Right. Because that's, that was another robbery that's an, film. That's it's, another it's, robbery film. Uh, but some years based on a true story. Based on a true story, and it says here, some years later, Britain would get caught up in a real-life large-scale heist, the Great mm-hmm. Train Robbery of 1963. Although the loot stolen was currency, not gold, um, but there's a lot of similar similarities uh-huh. um, that happened, and I'm wondering, like, did like they? you said, did they watch this movie and go, <laughs> "I have an idea." Hmm. Hmm. The bank, bank decided. England. The bank decided how to do this. Told us how to do. Told this. us how to do this. I have an idea. Um, <laughs> now we actually just showed the movie, The Great Train Robbery, yeah. um, which Sean is about Connery. a 19, 1850s uh-huh. uh, train being robbed. Sean Connery um, is uh, Sutherland got burned with the yeah. embers and stuff while yeah. they were filming. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a crazy, crazy movie to work on. His they, wife was upset that he was. Up on top of the train. Did his own stunts on top uh-huh. of the train, yeah. And they misjudged how fast it was going. <laughs> By a lot. <laughs> it was supposed to be going 35 miles an hour. And they were like, apparently the way they used to do that before, you know, modern technology of uh-huh. GPS systems and speedometers and all that kind of stuff. Apparently the way they used to do that with the old steam engines was they would measure the space between the between the poles. Uh-huh. And... Uh, the pole markers. How and, many poles per minute? And, or and they would figure it out, and they was like, oh, I'm going 35 miles an hour. Well, the helicopter shooting the movie was like, you're going 60. <laughs> <laughs> you are literally almost going double what you think you're going. So, um, so yeah. So we're lucky to have Sean Connery. We're lucky, <laughs> we're lucky that there was ever a couple of those James Bond movies ever made. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just it's just crazy. Um but uh yeah now you know it, it goes into a lot of detail here about uh like 
you know, the song that the uh, the girls are singing during the school visit, uh, you know, it's very authentic. It's the Eaton Boating Song. Oh, of course. Well, I recognize that, of course, of from course. my days at Eton, uh, <laughs> you know, before my career at Oxford. Yep. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah they... Uh, um, they restored this movie actually and re-released it in theaters um, 2011? in 2011. Yeah, uh-huh. for its 60th anniversary, and uh, the restored version. I'm wondering if there's any, you know, because it's got a. I wonder if there's any additional footage or you oh, know, anything yeah. like that. I love it when they come up with some cut know, scenes after the cut credits scenes or something. And stuff yeah, and, but uh, yeah, it was Samuel L. Jackson at the end or something. <laughs> Um, there's a car chase scene at the end, um, where an officer uses a police box mm-hmm. to report the stolen police car. Um, <laughs> says he knows it's stolen because it was being driven by a man in a top hat. Well, actually the policeman in the top hat is in a original 1829 police uniform, mm-hmm. which is where oh, the term one the older, one of the old uh-huh. ones that looks like a top hat. And the term Bobbies, which I've heard all my life, you sure. know, for police or British police or whatever, comes from that era. Comes from the 1820s, 1830s um, era of police uniforms. Because of the Because hat? of the top hats. I don't understand the, the connection there. Right. But uh, that's where it comes from. They were called uh-huh. Bobbies or sometimes called Pillars. I see. Yeah. I don't Pillars. know. Pillars. Pillars. I don't know. Huh. So. Now, I, um, yeah, I mean, it's... English slang always kind of throws me. Oh, me too. Uh, or, you know, even like, I mean, because you have different dialects, yeah, oh, even yeah. within London, and uh, they all have their own um, their own slang. Oh, yeah. That goes, you know, or, or even uh, sayings. Oh, yeah. Uh, was it in, uh, in the book 1984, right? It's like apples and pears say the bells of St. Uh, Paul's. Well, it doesn't rhyme for one thing, and <laughs> and what does that mean? Apples and the bells don't sound like they're saying apples and pears, do they? <laughs> so I, I never could figure that. No, out. there's a lot of. Anytime I read a British book, you know, I uh, was really into the Harry Potter series for a while, uh-huh. stuff like that. And you would read the books, and you'd come across these words, and you're just like, "What?" <laughs> and <laughs> half the time, I would Google them to find out like what that was really. You know, referencing. But, there is uh, a good quote from in this film from uh, a poem, uh, John Greenleaf Whittier, one of my favorites. Of one of, of course. Oh yeah, yeah. and but you know the the quote is great. It, uh, of all sad words of tongue or pen, the saddest are these: "It might have been." Right. Pretty good. So he's like trying to talk him into been. doing the the heist. Yeah, and and saying. You know, you don't want to let life you don't pass. Want to regret by. this? Yeah, you don't yeah. want to regret not doing this. Uh huh. This bank-inspired <laughs> robbery. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, we are coming close to the end of our time. I do want to give a sh- quick shout out to Tom Cubbage, um, who sent in a great oh, yeah. celebrity photo with Kristen Chenoweth, and really well photographed. Really too. well photographed uh-huh. with a professional camera. Spoiler: He's a photo- he's a professional photographer. Yeah. Um. But uh, and Kristen takes a pretty good picture. She does take a pretty good picture. And and if you guys don't know, she's actually from here, Bartlesville yeah, area, Bartlesville, right? Bartlesville, yeah. yeah. And but if um, she's listening right now, you know, Kristen, we'd love to have you on the show. That's right. If you'd like to be a guest, just contact me or Robert, 
and let us know. We've got a blue uh, chair with your name <laughs> on it here. Um, yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a really good photo, really good story um, with the photo. Um, she used to do the, or she might still do, the OK Mozart Festival each year in, and, Bartle, uh, in Bartlesville. Bartlesville. Uh-huh. And uh, he was the photographer for it um, for several years and finally got his picture made with her instead of taking everybody else's picture with yeah. her. And uh, so, yeah, it's a really good story. So yeah. I want to give them him a shout-out. Thanks. And uh, we love sending, getting those uh, celebrity photos. Um, at the end here, you'll hear uh, an address and every, uh, you know, everything to send those to. And uh, we now those? have Movie Club t-shirts. Yeah. Yeah. We yeah, now, you get those great t-shirts. If, if you send us a photo that we use on the air, and we do mostly use pretty much mm-hmm. most of the photos. There's only, yeah. a, there's only a few I have to turn, turn away. Cause only very few. Only very few. Um, and, and I'll tell you why. Because they don't have you in it. It's yeah. just the celebrity. <laughs> That's not a celebrity photo for Movie Club. You have to be in the photo with yeah, the celebrity. It's more fun that way. Um, but uh, all anyway, the cool kids though are wearing that T-shirt. That's right. That's right. You, you, you want to be. You don't want to be the last kid on your block <laughs> to get that T-shirt. Um, do you have a T-shirt? I do. Yeah. Yeah. They didn't give me one yet. What? You need yeah. to go bug them. I know. You need to go down, down there the and say, in case you haven't heard, <laughs> I host the show. <laughs> Maybe, maybe you, a T-shirt. Maybe we haven't met yet. I'm Robert Birch. I host the show. <laughs> Can I please have a T-shirt? Um, yeah, uh, yeah. I've got a T-shirt. It's 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 a really nice T-shirt. Yeah. And we've been sending them out like crazy uh, for people who've sent in those celebrity photos. And and so send in your celebrity photo, get a T-shirt, and uh, be famous on TV for yeah. one night. And send us a size. And send us a size, and and send us a story that goes along with that photo. Like we oh, were, yeah. like we were talking about Tom Cubbage. It was a great story that went along with the photo. Yeah. We love it when we get that. We love that. Um, so anyway, um, well, we are out of time. Um, thank you guys, everybody, for listening. We really appreciate it. We really appreciate everybody tuning in. Um, and you know, if you're bored, go back binge these episodes. We've got we've got them all the way back to 2021. A bunch, a bunch. yeah, yeah. Um, so if you haven't heard them, go back on Spotify or Apple or whatever and binge listen and mm-hmm. and uh, check it out. And iHeartRadio uh, podcast, iHeartRadio. Yeah, I, I forgot yeah. them. Yeah, don't forget them. Um, so yeah, uh, and uh, until next week, take care. Bye bye. Make sure to like and subscribe to the podcast. You can preview all upcoming OETA Movie Club films at oeta.tv forward slash movie club. And please send your celebrity photos to P.O. Box 14190, Oklahoma City, Oklahoma 73113, or you can email them to us at oeta.tv forward slash movie club. And of course, tune in every Saturday night at 9 and on Fridays at 11. We'll see you on the couch every weekend for a great movie and fresh popcorn.